It's Daily Thunder, booming out the truth of Jesus Christ live every weekday morning from the Ellerslie campus in Windsor, Colorado. To learn more, visit ellerslie.com. Hey everyone, it's Ben Price, and uh, thank you so much uh, for having me back here. It's uh, Thunder Down Under. I'm so excited to be doing these and uh, really enjoying it. And you'll notice that there's a very unusual title to this one. It's uh, But Say Nil. What does that mean? Well, it'll become more apparent as we go and we progress through this. So uh, don't pick at your notes just yet. To uh, I'll, I'll explain. I'll get to leave a little... I, I had to break into a little bit of Eric there because it's a bit like that. But I will reveal what it means and you'll uh, in due course find out what it means. It's a very unusual term. Um, but I want to ask you a question. And that is, can comedy and Christianity mix? Well, I do believe, yes, absolutely. Now, we've got to know, well, how is that? Because when we look at salvation, when we look at the Word of God, it's very serious. There's nothing more serious than eternal salvation. And absolutely. But it's knowing when to appropriate that. Like, when you think about Ecclesiastes, there's time and a season. And and it says there's a time to speak. There's a time to be silent. And it's knowing when. And uh, I know at Ellerslie, they talk a lot about uh, wielding the sword, knowing how and when to wield that sword. Because when we first have that, we don't know how to wield that properly. And I think that's the same with humor. That some people, they get this sense of humor, but they can be inappropriate with it. And they think, whoa, 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 hang on a minute. Just, just, yeah, it's like riding a bike. Let me, let me show you. And I, I sometimes show my kids and they, they might put someone down. I'll say, no, 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 take it from someone that does humor for a living. You don't want to be going there. That's, that's not what we should be doing. And in our whole lives, not just humor, uh, our heart has got to be towards someone's betterment towards lifting them up to you know be uplifting to be encouraging and and when we're in Christ that's you know when God looks at the heart that's uh what what it should be towards others and and that should reflect in our humor rather than being a a put down or uh, an insult although being an Australian uh, we can insult people but it's still uplifting them it's an odd thing to say you know if I'm talking about someone who's old I'll say yeah he was at a funeral the other day and it's hardly worth the trip back home um, but you know, people know I'm kidding and it's all, all in good taste, all in good fun. It's, it's knowing when and how to use that. See, and, uh, it takes a lot of practice. It takes a lot of time. And I guess it's like the Christian walk where we have to know when to speak and when to be silent, uh, how to answer a fool, how to not answer a fool. That's what the Proverbs tell us. So, um, in saying all that, that's, uh, a question of, you know, the Bible also shares about, uh, not being unequally yoked. And so that's kind of where I'm coming from. Uh, You don't want to have comedy that's derogatory or crass uh, and and be a Christian because then you're going to go two separate ways. Uh, I like to think that the comedy that I have is going the exact same direction as my Christianity. And, um, And even if the comedy is never going to fit that, well, that's got to go because the Christianity is where I want to walk towards. And and a person's soul, a lost soul is something I'm very concerned about. I'm an evangelist at heart and I want to see someone saved. And, you know, I love to be able to use humor sometimes with it as well. And I think my my good friend and mentor, Ray Comfort, is a, is a prime example of how he, you know, is able to use humor so well. And 
He's a good friend of mine, Ray Comfort, so yay. You know, he uses a lot of humor. In fact, I remember a time where I was at Ray's and I, I, I just ordered so many books and I had them all in my arms and he goes, um, do you want a box? And I said, oh yeah, I'd love a box. And he starts going, all right. And he's just a laugh a minute. And, um, and I think it's good because especially when you're out uh, sharing the gospel, humor is really important to have that because when you're dealing with people, you want to relate to people. But then it's, hey, then we switch into a very serious moment of, hey, this is their eternal salvation. And so we, we have to know when to use that humor. So uh, talking about unequally yoked, a lot of us think of that with, um, I suppose, regards to marriage and, you know, having a, a partner who is an unbeliever. And that is absolutely what that's dealing with. But I also look at it in other relationships, business relationships. Now we can deal with people in business that may not be uh, a believer, but we want to have a same, uh, I suppose, set of values and we don't want uh, there to be opposing views that are so far apart that we just cannot work with this person. Um, we may be able to share the gospel with that person, but to work with them, it can be very difficult. So going back to, oh, I can't remember. Uh, I was in my late 20s, so a few years ago, right? No, uh, I, I'm 46. So this would have been back when in my, yeah, cause almost 20 years ago, I, I, I have a feeling. And I had a lady who was a manager. Now, we, uh, she wanted to sign a contract that was for three years. And I said, well, let's do it for one year in case it doesn't work out. And she was happy to do that. So we did that. And well, we barely made six months because we were just, um, there was an unequal yoking. And, you know, to explain that, you know, when it says don't be unequally yoked, you think of uh, two ox that are plowing a field. You think biblical times, they have this yoke that's upon them so that they can plow in the same direction. If they're unequally yoked, one's going to go in a different direction. And it was a bit like that where I'm heading towards a particular uh, place in my, my comedy that's clean and that's wholesome. And she was wanting me to swear. And I, I was supposed to do a TV commercial and she wanted me to swear. And I said, I'm not doing that. And she said, come on. And I said, no, I, I'm going this way. I'm not going to do that. And there was disagreement there. But I said, hey, just manage my bookings, my creativity, don't interfere with. And there were other instances where it just became apparent that I needed to part ways. And that was fine. It was an amicable parting. She was happy to break the contract and say, yep, I'll go my way and you go your way. And uh, well, the concern was that she owed me a fair bit of money. Now, the sum total of what she owed me was eight and a half thousand dollars approximately. All right. There might have been a few cents in there. It didn't make a lot of sense because, well, I'm saying that because it took a while to get the money. <laughs> I was very concerned about it. And I look, I, I emailed her an invoice. I text her a reminder. I, I think I wrote her a letter. Uh, I tried to call her and left a message. I, any communication that I could think of, um, smoke signals, pigeon carriers, wh whatever I could do to get her attention. She wasn't going to pay. And I started to get really concerned because time was going on. So, uh, the church that I was going to at the time, there was a guy there who was a lawyer, a little, little older than me. And I asked him if he could write a letter to simply get this woman to just pay me what I'm rightfully owed. Yeah, it was eight and a half thousand dollars. That wasn't one show, folks. <laughs> 
That would be all right. No, this was a whole uh, massive amount of shows. I don't remember how many. I, I remember I the, the big portion of it was I'd gone to Austria and I'd done a show. This was a really cool gig, by the way. I got to go to Austria and do a gig as Arnie. And it was fantastic. And it was dressed up like the Terminator. And it was in this castle in Austria. It was, it was amazing. Uh, but I didn't get paid for that. And that was part of the money that was all owing to me. And it was over $8,500 for all these shows. So this lawyer wrote her a letter and back and forth, back and forth, letter after letter after letter. But she just did not respond. And I was very concerned. We ended up having a mediation and she just refused to pay. And it was just stressful because I need, it's a lot of money, right? And, and even today, it's still a lot of money. Even 20 years ago, it was a lot of money. And so the lawyer said to me, hey, uh, look, we can we can go to court. He said, but you could be spending $15,000 of court costs. I said, I don't want to do that. I said, well, you know, and I prayed about it. And I just felt I'd, I'd given everything to this and I was just going to count my losses and just move on. And what could I do, right? Count it as loss. And then, hey, we tried. We gave it our best shot. And now I knew that I was going to get his uh, invoice in the mail, the, the lawyer. And he'd said, I'll give you half price. So I'm thinking, we didn't have to do that, but that's very nice. Thank you. I appreciate that a lot. And, uh, I'm thinking, well, it won't be that bad. You know, it's it's going to be fine. You know, and I have to pay that. I'm sad I didn't get the money. Well, I've got to pay him. So I get his invoice in the mail and it's a thick letter. And I remember just having this moment of, oh, okay. <laughs> so I sat down to read it and it was good that I was sitting down because as I looked at this letter, I'm going through, I don't know if you've ever seen a legal letter before, but everything was itemized. Page after page after page of this cost and that cost. I'm like, yeah. And then suddenly I'm like, what? He's, he's charging me for that? Everything was itemized. And I was so shocked because it was every phone call down to the second. And then every meeting, like a, a coffee meeting that he, he bought me a coffee. And now he's charging me for the meeting. All right, it wasn't that bad. It was ethical. It was all above board. It was all good. And I just was shocked as I'm reading it. And then there was that that meeting that we had. And I thought, I thought he just rang me up to talk. And now that is being charged for. And there's all these costs that I didn't realize. And I'm thinking, oh, no. And suddenly I'm thinking it's not going to be that bad. To all of a sudden now I'm thinking this letter is weighing down on me. I'm starting to sweat. I'm getting a little freaked out by this. You can imagine. And I get to the very end of the letter. And... <sighs> I couldn't believe it. I looked and I saw the grand total of everything that added up all these costs. And it said it was approximately, get this, about $8,500. I'm looking at it going, this is not fair. This just doesn't feel right. I'm, you know, I'm owed $8,500. Rightfully should be getting that. And now I rightfully have to pay $8,500 and I haven't got it. How am I supposed to pay this? Huge debt. And I'm freaking about this. And I look back, you know, just to think, did I look at it right? And then the strangest thing, the weirdest thing, right under where it said, and I'm, you know, I'd freaked out where it said $8,500. Underneath, here's the words. It said, but say nil. And I'm like, what is that? 
just just like you might be thinking, what is that? Because I'm thinking, all right, here's my logic. It's eight and a half thousand dollars, but say nil, which is nothing. Is that is that what it means? And I got a little excited thinking, is that what he's trying to say? So I rang him up immediately and he said, what do you think? And I said, well, uh, are, are you telling me this is what it means? And he said, that's exactly what it means. But say nil. And I'm thinking, why didn't he tell me that in the first place? Why did he have to put me through all that, you know, and make me sweat and freak out and all that weight on my shoulders? Why didn't he just say, hey, I'm not even going to send you an invoice. Just don't worry about paying. But he put me through all that. He showed me everything what I was supposed to pay, couldn't pay. And then suddenly, don't worry about it. Cancelled. <laughs> he said, are you happy with that? I said, yeah. I, I, I'm very, very happy with that. And I said, is there anything I can do for you? Anything to help you? He said, no, look, not at all. He said, we'll, we'll just go out to dinner and we'll celebrate. Are you happy with that? And I said, I'm very happy with that. Yes. Wow, that's amazing. But say nil. That, that's how lawyers talk. Uh, you know, I guess if they're 40 years old, they say, but say 35. It's just what they speak about. Now, long story short, I never got the eight and a half thousand dollars that I was owed. So a bit of a sad story. Never to this day. And that's okay. God has supplied all my needs. And yet I was rejoicing that I didn't have to pay that. That's not where the story ends. Because years later, in fact, it was only a few years ago, I was remembering this story. I don't think I'll ever forget it. And I wondered to myself, you know, I got this letter from my lawyer, but I thought, what would it be like if I, or if you got a letter in the mail of an account from God? Well, what do you mean? About your whole life. How are you doing? Well, uh, I, I guess God is good, right? He is all the time. And you'd get this letter and you'd think, yeah, God is good. It won't be that bad, right? So it depends on your age. Some of you might have um, a letter like this. Some of you might have boxes, you know, huge amount of boxes that you're going to spend days. This is your life. You're going through all of it and you're going, oh, I remember that. Oh, I remember. Oh, I remember. Oh, <laughs> wow. You're reminiscing, like going through old photos. All of a sudden you see this. Oh, I didn't know anyone knew about that. That time that I looked with lust, I didn't tell anyone about that. And yet you realize that everything was done in secret. It's not just the outward things that you did. It's everything that was done in secret. It's the thoughts. It's the intentions of the heart that God sees. And you start to realize if he saw that, that time I lusted, there's a lot more to come. And there's times you looked at things online that you shouldn't have looked at. There's times that you, oh man. You thought about things that you should never have thought about. Those times that you hated that person in high school and you picked on that person right throughout high school. You had hatred towards that person, which God sees hatred as murder because you're looking at the fine print in this and you start to go, this is not good. You know, I, I'm thinking it won't be that bad, but suddenly I'm, I'm looking at it. Suddenly I'm, I'm going through this whole account and I'm like, this is not good. It's freaking me out. And, and you see there's more. 
there's this, I stole something, but that was that was a chocolate bar. That was not that bad. Come on, every, and you realize that thieves will not enter the kingdom of God. You realize that time you blasphemed, and you realize blasphemers will not enter the kingdom of God. And you're going through it, and you're thinking, man, I know what I've done. I've dishonored my parents, and I thought I was okay. I thought I was a good person. I thought I was fine. And I'm going through all this letter and it's just weighing on me. It's freaking me out. You're thinking, I don't think I'm going to have enough to pay for this letter. I, I haven't got what it takes. I've checked my pockets. There's nothing in there to, like, like I had nothing to pay this other bill. I, I've got nothing to pay for this. I can't actually fulfill this. And you look at the grand total and you, this is where you're really freaked out because you're thinking, I know it's bad, but suddenly you realize it's it's got weird language again. It's like, what is it with this legal letter that's and, and the, the weird jargon they put? And it said the wages or, the, or like the payment of your sin is death. And you realize that that death is not just, oh, we're all going to die, but it's death eternal. And you're going, oh, God, this is this is not fair. Oh, oh, I can't pay that. I can't, I can't fix this. I can't do anything to offset this. So you, you just, you, I need to look at the letter again. You glance at it and the strangest thing underneath where it says, yes, the wages of your sin is death. It says, but say nil, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus, our Lord. And you're thinking, hang on, wait, you start to get, are you saying that I don't have to pay that God? Are you saying that that this debt has been paid? He said, I paid it in full with my life's blood. You just need to RSVP by repenting of all sin and putting your trust in Jesus Christ. God, is there anything I can do for you? Serve me with all your heart. You know, we will stand before God. We will have an account of our lives. And as Christians, we don't want to look at that letter on judgment day. We want to make sure that we've seen, okay, I know I've done those things. I know there's many things that I'm ashamed of, but Christ has covered that with the blood of Jesus through what he's done on the cross. Doesn't mean we just go, it's all covered. We keep, we bear fruit in keeping in repentance and we keep on saying, Lord, I come back to you boldly to that throne of grace and I ask for forgiveness and confess my sins and it's covered. But say nil. Isn't that the greatest thing that, you know, we have the the worst black backdrop and yet this beautiful diamond ring of the gospel that's but saying nil. So guys, thank you so much for watching. And I really pray that uh, this little story from 20 something years ago will, will give you some um, boost throughout, uh, throughout the day, throughout the year. Uh, who knows what this year's got, um, but I pray that the, the power of the gospel will be evident in your lives. Let me pray. Thank you, Father God, that um, Lord, we can have um, a sense of humor. And we can have uh, a real serious passion about Jesus simultaneously. That's um, 
an incredible thing that only comes from you, God, that knowing when to use it, God, to appropriate it. But Lord, we also pray that, God, you will just keep on um, revealing the, the power of the gospel to our lives because we don't want to become complacent to what that is because we know that you ever live to save us, God. And we are so grateful that, yes, we deserve hell. We deserve the full wrath of God. But thank you, Lord God. Let us be reminded that you said, but say nil. You canceled the debt. We're so grateful. We love you in Jesus' name. Amen. Daily Thunder is a listener-supported production of Ellerslie Discipleship Training. At Ellerslie, we are laboring to rouse the Church of Jesus Christ out of its lethargy and build brave-hearted Christians for such a time as this. Daily Thunder episodes are released every day, Monday through Friday, from our campus in Windsor, Colorado. And our weekly sermon is delivered live at 9 a.m. on Sunday mornings with a delayed live stream available at noon Mountain Time. Go to ellerslie.com forward slash daily to get all the details. Thanks for listening.